Tired of you fucking around, Craig. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. Go there. They have free rankings, free manipulation of those rankings to meet your points and or category strategy or whatever your rule settings are for your league. Hashtag basketball has got that for you. So I, I just I really, at this point, if you're not going to hashtag basketball.com, I don't know what to do with you. Go check them out. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my esteemed colleague, one of the greatest in the game, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you this fine day? Another season is almost here, which is crazy. It is. It, it is I know, man. It is already approaching to a point where legitimately we need to start thinking about um our our drafts our strategy uh the upcoming season legitimately looking into stats players uh how people finished last year how they finished in the last half like all the fun little things that we get to look at before the season it's time like i feel a little bit of pressure it's it's it's, it's middle of august i haven't been thinking too much about um fancy basketball i've been following along with you know all the moves of the different players and stuff but now it's time it's crunch time it's time to get uh it's time to get going and uh i don't know i'm kind of excited about this season how are you feeling about the season coming up here uh i think for the first time in a while we're gonna see some shifts which is good right we're gonna see some new players you know kind of up there ranked in the top 10 we're gonna see some new players coming on and we're gonna see some of those old players start to phase out which hasn't been that way for a bit yeah, I feel. I think last year we talked about how it felt. Something felt off. Something felt different. Something felt unknown. And we got a season that was full of a lot of unknowns. We have a new champion with the uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, we had a lot of new players, not just in the top ten, but in the top twenty, top forty, top sixty. Um, there is there is a bit of a changing of the guard here. The older players are getting older. The younger players are getting better. Uh, more. Young, incredible talents are entering the league than maybe ever in the history of the, like in the last five years. Some of these guys are under twenty five and they're already absolute all stars, stellar players, right? Um, there was just a lot of surprises last season, and I think this season will continue that trend. I think we'll see we're going to have like a very um, volatile season, which I actually think makes it a lot more fun. Uh, when you're approaching your fantasy basketball uh, season, because I, I think like anything can happen, right? Any, anything is possible, according to Kevin Kevin Garnett. Yeah, and not only that, but I think anything is possible in in the real NBA too, right? We're gonna see, you know, especially in the West, like some pretty good teams not make the playoffs, and we're also gonna see some teams probably decide to tank in the middle of the season because they're not doing that well, kind of like Charlotte did last year. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, the West is tough, and the East is not that tough, but also a little 
a little unknown, a little wide open. I think a lot of people are tired. A lot of people have been tanking for that 2024 season, except for the fucking Bulls. But now all those teams are going to shift into, let's see what we can do with this with, with this talent. And I don't know. I, I think a lot of teams are going to have to be, a lot of franchises are going to be making decisions on where to take um, their squad towards the future, towards the next five years. There's a lot of young dudes in the in the league. There's a lot of interesting storylines. I'm legitimately, maybe for the first time in memory, interested in every single team in the NBA. If I was not a Bulls fan, I would not be interested in them, so it would be almost all of them. But I am a Bulls fan, so I have to theoretically be involved and interested in a team that might be one of the least interesting teams of all time. Um, I they're just in no man's land, and I'm depressed uh, about the entire situation. But every team's got something interesting going on with them. Yeah, I mean, I think that's real, and I think especially for fantasy, like even those some of those teams that have already signaled that they're rebuilding, um, we're going to figure out, you know, what some of those players can actually do. For sure. I th- so in I guess in preparation of this season, normally we kind of do some. Uh, you know, team previews, uh, new rosters, et cetera, et cetera. Honestly, I think you can get that content out there. I think you know what you're looking for. I think we have a very mature fantasy basketball audience. Um, and sometimes, you know what, quite frankly, I don't really care what's going on in, uh, with the Orlando Magic or Washington Wizards. I, I don't want to go through the roster and tell you who's good and who's not. I think you kind of know that already. Uh, instead, I think how we're going to approach uh, this season, and, or this preseason anyway, and don't worry, we're not going to get rid of the uh, award-winning, highly um, sought-after Who Do I Draft series. We will still be doing that as we lead into your draft prep season. But until we kind of get into that mock draft uh, drafting mode, instead of doing team previews, I think what we should do is look at some of the questions that either uh, you or I have and going into the season and try to uh, kind of hash out what we think is going to happen with um, certain situations, certain players, things that are intrigue us from a fantasy basketball perspective that could affect the upcoming season. Because I think there are a lot of questions going into this season. And so I think that, that it will be the uh, kind of the, the mode we're going to be in until we get into, uh, you know, when when the uh, mock drafts finally open on all the, uh, on the various sites that uh, like to post rankings that are very suspect. Are you going to call out anyone by name, or are you just happy to call them all suspect? No, no. I'm just calling them all suspect. Every one of them, you're on, you're on watch, you're on notice. The rankings are sus. That's all I'm saying. Hire Tyler. He's really good. Don't hire me, I'm lazy. But Ty- Tyler, you, you should be, he should be the head of your fantasy basketball department. 100%. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I'm going to get you that coveted coveted job i don't know if it's coveted anymore like who, who knows what, who's going on at these sites anymore what is a website what is the internet nobody knows it's uh unprecedented at times and let's get to the ooh, this is a bad transition the first unprecedented question in our unprecedented question series god that was bad i'm not proud of myself i'm still in i'm still in preseason form myself uh but i, I like the uh, the question that you had tyler as we were talking before the show this is a good one might be a, a lengthy one even who is it time to retire out of our first round 
There's, a, there's been a lot of the same names, same dudes that we've been just automatically putting in the first round for years and years. And last year, that's not really how uh, how we finished the season, right? Uh, when we when you go and look at uh, the hashtag basketball dot com basketball rankings for eight cat based on averages i'm gonna go on averages this time we have some familiar names we have some new names as well um i'm just gonna list them out um you have your top 12 we're gonna do 12 i think nikola Jokic, of course joel Embiid, kevin durant at 47 games shea gildress alexander we're going to be talking about him for sure. Aim Lillard, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, 60 games, Tyrese Halliburton, 56 games, James Harden, 58 games, and Chris Tesprazingis breaking into the top 12 per game value. That was how last season finished in eight cat leagues, according to averages on hashtag basketball.com. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go off that list that is just how the last season ended but in a normal list tyler who do you we use like who do you usually have in your top 10 and then maybe we can retire a few of those names out of that list well i mean i think the first couple guys we look at are just the oldest players right so it's lebron it's kevin durant steph curry are these guys still should they still be in the top 10 right they've been in the top 10 forever should they still be in the top 10 and i'll throw out a couple more names that i think should be probably discussed in this discussion is just Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, like, are these guys still worth being in the top 10? They're in their mid-30s now. Uh, you know, they've been up there forever, but their games played are becoming a serious problem. Yeah, I think the games played um, discussion is going to be one we're going to have continuously going into the season and during the season, right? Um, normally, guys like Paul George, Kawhi, Jimmy, those are no-brainer, on-the-turn Got to pick those guys up. Don't let them get into the second round. Certainly don't let them get into the third round. I did an industry mock draft a handful of weeks ago. Jimmy Butler almost fell to the fourth round. Now that's To me, that's insulting. Jimmy Butler is absolutely fantastic. But you make a great point. Those three dudes do time management, game management, um, especially Kawhi. To an extent where it does affect their overall value. And I don't know, with all these, with kind of this young group of players coming up, right? Are any of these three players, Jimmy, Kawhi, or Paul George, worth taking even on the turn um, for this upcoming redraft season? I mean, Paul George finished 46th, and Kawhi finished 51st in total rankings last year. They played 56 and 52 games, but are they going to play any more than that? Like, they might play 60, but we're talking four and eight more games. Like, is that enough to put them in the top 12? I don't think it is. Per game value, right, they are still, like, they're still very, very good. But as you're saying, they're, you know, they're kind of getting up there in age with a little bit of a, a turndown on their numbers. And a little bit of an extra game here, game there, on old legs, trying to save old legs. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Paul George and Kawhi can be um, first round value players. 
only one out of this three that I'd consider on the turn is Jimmy Butler. As I said, I think a lot of people are overlooking Jimmy Butler. They, I think every season Jimmy Butler gets overlooked. Um, I don't think you've had to take Jimmy Butler on the turn in years, in, in a handful of years. I would put him on my turn as as a value player, but when you get into the draft, right, a lot, I don't think a lot of people value him that high, and you can get Jimmy Butler in the middle of the second round, at the end of the second round. Um, now, if you're on the turn, you're not going to get him, so you got to reach for him, right? But... I don't I don't think he's collectively valuable to the fantasy basketball, I guess, uh, world out there, even though Jimmy Butler is still almost averaging two steals a game, shooting uh, last season, shooting 54%. That's crazy. Is that real? Man, I did I did, I did not know that actually. Um, getting you 23 points. Now, you know, he doesn't really hit threes, but over five assists, over five rebounds a game. That is 100% a second-round player. But I think you mentioned it. I don't know if Jimmy Butler's making my first my first round. I think though. you mentioned it, though. He shot 54% last year. He's never shot anywhere close to that. And now I guess you could say, oh, you know, he's going to do that again. But I don't know. He also played... 64 games, which is, in the last seven years, 65 is the most he's played, and every other year he's been in the 50s. So, honestly, like, to me, looking at it, he finished 16th last year in total, he finished 16th in per game, and I don't see how he's any better next year. I think he's maybe the same. So I wouldn't even pick him on the turn. Like, I think he's kind of floated into that, you know, 15-ish reigns, which is obviously outside the first round. So I think all three of these players, like, there's, there's no value there in the first round. For Kawhi... For Paul George or for Jimmy, just because they're not going to play enough games to get there. I'd completely agree. Um, LeBron James is another name you mentioned. LeBron really had that, I mean, absolutely monster elderly season. I, I hate to say it like that, man, because he's my age, but um, two seasons ago, absolutely monster season where he was 14th in totals, 4th overall per game. Um, and then two seasons before that, he was in the top 10 on totals, 16th per game in the 19-20 season. LeBron, like I said, is my age. He's 38. Uh, that's pretty old. Now, last season, in totals, he was 14. Per game value, 23. I'm not, I think some people had him in their first round. Some people didn't, uh, depending on... How you felt about LeBron, you could make that argument after two seasons ago, seeing what he did. He was a first-round player. I don't. Th- Once again, another old name. I think a lot of people will be overlooking him. I think he's a hundred percent a second-round player. I think LeBron putting him in your first round is it's just a no-go. It's just a no-go for me. His free throw percentage is too bad. His turnovers are incredibly high. And, you know, the best-case scenario you're going to get is, what, 60 games? Yeah, and that's that's really it for him, too, is, like, you know, how many games can he possibly play? Like, he played 55 last year. I don't really see him playing any more than 60. And in totals, he finished 49th. So, again, like, even in the second round, maybe for LeBron, it gets hard at some point to go, like, all right, I'm going to take you, especially when, you know, steals were below one, blocks were .6, Add free throws, like you mentioned. Like, at some point, it's just not worth it. And LeBron, like you said, he's 38. 
And so, yeah, if you want to take him in the second round, that's fine. Uh, even in the third round. Like, LeBron's going to slip to the third round in some drafts. And I, I don't know that I can disagree with it with as many young, good players that are coming up that have the chance to play 70, 75 games when LeBron's going to play 55 or 60. It's very fair. Um, unfortunately, we might have to pour one out for LeBron James uh, as someone who, you know what, I hope, Honestly, hope he has an incredible season. I do not like LeBron James. I'm an active and public LeBron James hater. I hope he has the best season of his whole career. It'll be fun. That makes basketball fun. But I don't I, I don't see that happen at your, you know, at 38 years old, going to be 39 in December. Um I don't see I don't see that happening to LeBron. I think he is another guy we have to take out of the top 10. Or top 12, I guess, out of the first round. I got a couple names for you, Tyler. And I think these are going to be a little bit more controversial. I think we got, and got out, of the, the, out of the way the ones that, you know, they're standard ones where you're like, ah, yeah, I can see why, I can see why, I can see why. I got a couple names that I think are, I think are going to be a little, well, you know, get, the, get, the, get, get on Twitter and start talking shit uh, to, to me and Tyler because I'm going to tell you, I don't think... Car Anthony Towns should be in the top ten or in the first round. I actually think that's an interesting one, um, and and one that I'm not sure about. Um, I think there's actually three more names that I'm on the verge of kicking out of my first round. Towns, I'm I'm on the fence on this one, right? Obviously, me too. And that's why I think it's a little controversial. You only played 29 games, and if you look at the last four years, how many games has Towns played in the last four years combined? Do you want to guess, Mike? Ooh, in the last four years? Yep. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say 100 in two years. So give me another, like, good season. So maybe, like, 160 plus, like, a shitty season, like, last year. So uh, let's say 190, 200 games. 188, which is not a lot. Ooh. Hey, that's pretty close. You know what I mean? That's not even 50 a season. He's got a 35 and a 29 in there. Um so again, like how many games can we possibly expect? Now the difference with Towns is he's going to be 28 in November, so like it's not like he's old. But there's also the fact of like Gobert's there; he's not really going to block as many shots. Like, how good can we expect Towns to be trying to defend more on the perimeter? That's fair. Um, honestly, I think I have Towns kind of in my second round right now, and I think it's kind of a a wait and see approach for me as far as like what he looks like during training camp, how healthy he is, and kind of what he's looking like he's going to do in the offense and in the defense for that matter. Yeah, I I've always had Carlton Towns as a especially as a nine cat roto type of player. Love Carlton Towns. He's always been a really good asset. But over the last handful of years, like you're saying, games played has been an issue. Um, on top of that, right, he's always kind of like a, a good first-round player, but never a great first-round player. Like, you're not expecting him to ever win or be the best fancy player in, in the league, but a guy who gets double-digit rebounds and scores as much as he does and hits that many threes as a center is an incredibly valuable asset. So he's always kind of like a mid, mid-tier first-round player for me, which is like, by the way, elite of elite. So, like, I'm not, that's not besmirching Anthony Towns' name. My issue here is 
Rudy Gobert showed up, the whole vibe of that team changed. The whole positioning, the whole purpose of Carl Anthony Towns on the floor changed. And he loses, I think, a lot of what makes him um, a first-round player, like you're saying, the blocks, um, the uh, the shooting percentage, right? Like Because he's playing away from the basket a lot more. He's trying to spread the floor out, which he's capable of doing, by the way. An absolutely insanely good um, three-point shooter for his size and his position. But also, his free-throw attempts went down. And so, loosening a couple points per game from free throw attempts, losing that volume from free throw attempts, a lot of people don't care about free throw percentage, but I do. I give a shit about free throw percentage. And all those little, it doesn't take much to get you out of the first round. You have to be elite, elite, elite to be in the first round. It doesn't take much. All those little cuts to just a couple um, categories here and there. And with... Gobert taking the blocks and rebounds away from him. That's a second-round player. Yeah, two-and-a-half rebounds a game is, is big, too, right? Like, I mean, you went from a guy who's averaging, like, ten-and-a-half to, like, I mean, he only averaged 8.1 last year. Now it's a 29-game sample. Like, I mean, how much should we read into that? I don't know. But like you're saying, like, Gobert is the one in the middle, and you could easily see that by watching the game. So, um, yeah, I just don't think Towns deserves to be up there either. And that's what I mean. Like, this whole first round is going to look completely different for the first time in a long time. We've already kicked out four people, and I think there might be three more people to kick out, which we've had the same top 12 pretty much for the last how many years, and now we're talking <laughs> we're talking about kicking out you know seven or eight of those players, so um, it's going to be wild. All right, you uh, give me another player you think we should kick out. Uh, Kevin Durant. Ooh, all right. Now that's a tough one. I uh, I, I see. I like what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I see you. I hear you. I respect you. It's going to be hard for me to kick Kevin Durant out of my first round simply for this reason. I, I know you're going to go with the games played. I know you're going to go with the, um, you know, being in Phoenix. He's still Kevin Durant. He's still absolutely percentage-wise across the board, 9-cat-wise, Still one of the most elite per-game players in the league. Um, I actually cannot... I don't know what year was the last time he finished out of the top 10, let alone the top 12, in per-game value. And I think you're... You know, I'm going to predict that you're going to talk about the games played, which is incredibly fair. But I don't know who surpasses... Kevin Durant in that top 12? Who sneaks in the top 12 ahead of Kevin Durant? Because I think as you get to the bottom of your your top 12, your your first round, you start thinking about Kevin Durant. Like, you start going, well, it's almost the turn. Kevin Durant's still sitting out there. I think I'm going to take him. I, I think it's going to be really hard for him to disappear out of, the, out of the first round. I'll argue that this is what we said about Kawhi last year, maybe the year before, like the last couple years, maybe. Like, Durant's going to be 35 in September. And ever since he had that Achilles injury, like, he just gets the weirdest injuries. Kind of like Kawhi, right? It's like, oh, you know, he was... I mean, he had that one where he was injured pregame, right? Like, minutes before the tip-off. And, I mean, the, the this speaks for themselves. He's played 35, 55, and 47 games. Like, how many games do you get? 55? 
maybe 60. Like, if he could get 60, he would be a first-round player. But last year, 47 games, he finished 22nd. Even if you say he plays 55 games, does that push him into the first round? Steph Curry played 56 games and finished 12th. I mean, I feel like that's why that's why he almost doesn't slip out of my first round. Is simply because in 55 games, I might be looking at a at a first a first round player in totals. But here's the thing, and here's here's kind of like the last point I'll hit on. Okay, he did finish 22nd last year, but he shot 56 percent from the field. That was by far a career high. His highest before that was 53.7 percent. He did twice. So now you're expecting him to shoot a career high again? Keep his free throws up and his scoring up at 29 points a game with Booker and Beal there now. Keep the assist up. He averaged 1.4 blocks per game last year, which he hadn't done since 2018. And that was the third highest of his career. And the steals are slowly kind of going down. I mean, he averaged 0.7 last year, which was the second time in three years he averaged 0.7. So we already seeing like the little cracks coming in the production too, not just the games played. And so at some point, I think I'd rather be a year too soon than a year too late. And here it's just like there's a lot of little factors adding up to me to be like, all right, you know, if I take you on the turn, I guess. But you're more of like a 14th, 15th ranked player for me now than a top three player like he's been for I don't know how many years, a decade. That's really fair. He's always been a top five player for me, um, and definitely taking him closer to the turn, if not on the turn, is where I have him pegged currently right now. Those little, and we, we just said this, those little ticks here and there, half a block less, .3 steals less a game. And, like you're saying, Devin Booker, and you know, I think we're definitely going to be talking about Devin Booker at some point, uh, in one of these question episodes. Evan Booker potentially running point. Um, him and Beal, who are absolutely fantastic scorers, fantastic offensive players. Kevin Durant isn't going to be asked to do. Even if Kevin Durant can score 30 points a game, he's not going to need to. It's not going to be a requirement. Right? So I think you make a good argument that he's falling out of the first round. I'm not. He's not falling out of my first round yet. I think you make a very good argument. I think my point... I got another point. Oh, go ahead. My point to end it would just be, I'd rather have him at 13 than 12. Like, and I know it doesn't matter, but at the same point, like, I'd rather have somebody else that I'm pointing to on my team as this is the best player on my team. I feel good about this guy playing 65, 70 games and being super elite in all of them than I would Kevin Durant when I'm going, like, can he play 55 games? I'm not even sure about that. It's very fair. All right. We're gonna go. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm. I'm not even sure if I agree with my own damn self in this particular. Uh, with this particular, but I'm interested in your thoughts. Is Giannis still for a first round player? Oh, see, this was one I, I didn't even have, but this is good because he did not finish anywhere near the first round last year in per game. Um, and so you know you got to look at it, and free throws aren't good. The threes are not coming. So can he do, you know, the steals and blocks is really what it's going to come down to. And I'm not sure. I don't know. Like he... the, the steals are down under, uh, I mean, last season he only plays, well, he played 63 games. But that's not, not great. The steals are under one. The blocks are under one. They're on their way down. He's on the 
wrong side of 28. He'll be 29 here pretty soon. That's still your prime. He's still absolutely out of control fantastic. Uh, he, I mean, he quite frankly could be MVP next season. He could win a championship next season, right? But if you're if you're punting, he's a he's a if you're punting free throw, he's a first round player. Absolutely, absolutely. But turnovers, free throws, and threes, he is very incredibly detrimental. I'm not sure if you're in a if you're in a roto league if he's a first round player. And I'm not sure if you could could not just do better in in a head-to-head league without completely focusing, and, and this is what we talk about all the time here, watching the boxes, uh, immediately uh, going into a punt strategy with your first-round pick. Well, and here's the other thing, too. What did he finish last year in totals, do you know? Uh, really, really bad, like under 90. 80-90. Yeah, 90, 94th. Yeah. And... Shocking. Here's the other thing. The last four years, 63, 61, 67, 63 games. Like, like he's not getting any younger. He's approaching 30, and it's he's it's pretty clear he's going to play between 60 and 65 games to me. I think a lot of the major superstars are going to be around that game total. Well, they're all going to try to get the 65, right? Because you got to be 65 to win the awards now. So they're all going to try to get the 65. Mm-hmm. But is Giannis going to try to push for 70, 75? I don't I, – I would say no. Highly doubt. He's already hurt. He's missing the World He's missing the world Cup because he has knee and surgery this summer. So he's already hurt right now. That's why he's not playing. Yeah. That, that does not bode well for a first-round pick, which, like, I don't, I don't feel great about saying don't pick Giannis in your first round because he is – Incredible, and you can build an amazing head-to-head team uh, in categories leagues with Giannis. So I'm dropping, but I think I'm going to drop him out of my roto first round. I think he's been out of my roto first round actually for a few years, simply because of those de- detrimental free throw stats. You can make it work. You can figure it out. But now the rest of his stats aren't up to par. It's almost not worth trying to make it work. Oh, and that's it. Can he get back the steals and blocks? If he can't, then he's not going to be a first-round player in any situation, in my opinion. All right, I'm very interested who who you still have pegged here. Dropping, we dropped a lot of players out the first round already. One, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, seven players. That's a lot. That's like the whole first round. Who's left? Uh, I still got two more. One of them I'm keeping in, but I think this is worth the discussion. But do you want to go with the one I'm keeping in or the one I'm kicking out? Go with the one you're kicking out. Uh, James Harden. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. This is another guy that I, I, I've been looking at at the turn, which is crazy because he's, like, usually a top five player. And now I'm at the turn, I'm like, ooh, James Harden. Eh, I don't know, James Harden. Let me let me hear wh- why you're kicking him out. Uh, the standoff's going to be real. And if we know anything about these, both of these men, right, that are in the standoff, um, for those that don't know, James Harden requested a trade. Um, Daryl Morey is not going to trade anybody unless he gets the value that he wants back in a trade. We've seen that for years, right? Like, he just is not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, Harden's eventually going to have to show up because there's a, a clause in the CBA where basically any player with one year left on their contract, if they never play a game, they basically never become a free agent. They Like, the team can withhold services, and then, therefore, he stays on the team. So, eventually, Harden has to show up. But that doesn't mean Harden has to try. 
And I think we've seen when Harden's requested a trade how much he tries. And it's not great. So if that's the case, things are not going to be pretty. And if he gets traded, like, who's he going to get traded to? The Clippers are, like, the only team he wants to play for. And you're talking about him playing with Kawhi and Paul George. Like, how does that go? And we've already seen some cracks in Harden, too, right? He's 34. Like, he's already starting to slip. And, like, that's only going to get worse. So he led the league in assists last year, played pretty damn well, and was still, in totals, the 26th-ranked player. Like, how is he getting the first round in totals? Tell me. Yeah, I was going to say, even without the controversy, which will be a, like you're saying, a problem, um, we've also seen Harden absolutely dog it out there when he doesn't want to play for a franchise. We've already seen that happen. Um, Even without all that, Harden is 34. He's lost a step. If you watch the games, if you watch the playoffs, if you just watch NBA, right, you know, as four, just four seasons ago, this was the number one player in fantasy. This was somebody who, if you just handed the ball to him, no matter who else was on the floor, would probably win you 50 games. That is not the player we are looking at anymore for various reasons, right? Free throws, probably because the league is tired of this nonsense. Free throws are down for both the reasons that he is older and not trying to get to the line as much, and all the little shenanigans that Harden likes to pull are now borderline like offensive fouls because you can't really just do that kind of shit anymore. So he he obviously some of his his bag of tricks had had to be put back in his pocket, right? That cuts into his point. And, yeah, go ahead. That and I, that and I think. He just can't get to the basket like he used to. Yeah, no. Like I, I think you can see that in a second. Like he just can't. Like he just cannot literally drive past pretty much anyone that's guarding him. And so the free throws are not coming back up. There's no way in hell. He's lost a step. The steals have been on a uh, a dive towards one. His block. He had a half a block a game last season. Great. Okay. That's also going to be on the down. It's it's been on the downturn for the last four years. Um, he actually took the least amount of field goals he has in many, many seasons. Simply because he was playing on a team where he didn't need to. Like you're saying, he's either going to be on Philly where he doesn't need to, or he's going to be on the Clippers where he doesn't need to. You know, unless they do this kind of like weird three-man rotation where you know, one guy sits, two guys sit, and the one guy takes over, and they just kind of switch out. But if they do that, then... How many how many games is Harden going to play? 50? 50, 52? At best, right? The other thing is 21 points is not what it used to be. Like we had a, how many guys averaged 30 last year. So like even 21 points, like you're going like, okay, he got 21 points. That's good. But it's not that great anymore. Like there's so many guys scoring 20 points that like 21 points is not really elite anymore. Uh, 25 points isn't really something to write home about anymore. So, you know, Take for granted that the league is getting better. There's a lot more talent in the league. And Harden's just getting older. He's still incredibly talented. But is he first-round talented? And I think I'm with you on this one. I don't think I'm going to be with you on the next one, but I'm with you on this one. So who's your guy that you're not going to kick out, but you're thinking about? Steph Curry. And the only reason is I don't know how many games he can play. Like, if it's 60, I think he's definitely in. But he's also getting up there, man. He's 35. 
and he turns 36 during the season. And he was fantastic last year, but he lost some of the steals. And was that the first little crack, right? Like, we saw a little crack, and the chink in the armor came out. The steals dropped to point nine. If the steals drop a little bit more, if the minutes drop a little bit, because he's getting up there, and he just can't play 35 a game. Like, it, it's it's not there for me. But again, though, I, I'll say with this one, I think he's more of, like, my 7th, 8th ranked player than he is in my top three, which he's been in my top three for the last decade. Yeah, we've, I think every season, including last, we're like, hey, Steph Curry could be the best fantasy player in the league, which is true. It's, it's been yeah. true. Yeah, he's coming down my list a little bit. And it's not out of the first round, So, but I think it's worth saying that he's not – I'm not looking at him as, as number one at all. Like, I'm just not. I'm with you. He's still in my first round. Uh, I think there's – I don't think there's enough elite talent to get Steph Curry out of my first round. But uh, the the flags, some of the flags, some of the flags that we don't like are there. He is 35. Steals are coming down. Uh, he does not need to play a bunch of games, right? He he does not. It's just not necessary. He's playing for championships, and that's it. Uh, they're gonna make sure he's healthy for the playoffs. So if he's not healthy during the season, they're gonna sit him. He's still going to be a per game like top five, top six guy. It's gonna be closer to sixth and one and so i'm with you with that one as well man we took a lot of dudes out of the first round that's a ton yeah and that's why i think this year is maybe the most fun fantasy year in a while is we got a lot of new a lot of new stuff a lot of new toys and that's cool it's fun oh hell yeah that 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 is fantastic so tyler where can people find you on twitter uh, is, it, is it even called Twitter anymore? Who knows? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. I'm not gonna call it. All, I'm not gonna call it X. I'm not gonna send you to X videos. I'm not gonna call. I'm not gonna say what's your X screen name. I'm not gonna ask you to zet at me. Whatever they're calling it now. Tyler P. Watts. W A T T S. Follow him on Twitter. If you're not following him already, you can follow me at Watch the Boxes. It is exciting to be back. It is exciting that the preseason is starting. Um, and if you have any questions, hit us up. If there is anything you want us to talk about, hit us up. It's going to be a fun, interesting, and hopefully long preseason because we still got a lot to talk about. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.